Ken Dara, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Do you realize it's been four years since we shared a conversation? Where have you been? <laughs> uh, I've mostly been just sitting at a desk. How have you been? <laughs> yeah, me too. You know how radio people are. We, we just sit at a desk and try to connect lives together like mushrooms. <laughs> right? I think that's how a lot of us have spent the last three years, though. So, like, more of us than normal are just been at desks for three years. Oh, Kendara, I got to tell you, your new book, it's one of those where it's like, okay, just, just let me have one more page and then I'll go to sleep. No, no, I, no, no, let me have one more page. I mean, you have done a fantastic job with one girl in all the world. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Are you a Buffy fan, per chance? No, you know what? I, you're going to make me a Buffy fan, and and the reason and I'm, I was going to talk about that. So you you've read my notes already. I mean, I because I in this day <laughs> of binge watching TV, I'm always you know charged up by going back to watch those shows because I want to know what I missed. Yeah. Oh, and it totally holds up to rewatching. Like I've seen every episode maybe five six times, <laughs> and every time I catch something new something new to appreciate so layered <laughs> don't don't you love the way that those writers inspire your writing i mean it's it's that little interweaving of of the of the creative world that a lot of people don't understand because they want to be so unique but they won't let the universal side of writing allow them to just be themselves while being inspired by others yeah well and this was my first time writing in a universe that was already established like a universe that i didn't have to create so it's thanks to those writers and the actors and the entire team behind the show that the world is so detailed, so real, like it's so real, it's so well delineated that half the work has been done for me. I just need to walk around in this thing they've already made. <laughs> yeah, but that means you got to pay attention to continuity. What was that like? It was easier than I thought. Really? Um, there's always kind of that creative fear that you're going to be boxed in somehow. But in the world of Buffy and the Buffyverse, it's so expansive. Like there's always room to grow within it. So I had to follow the basic rules. And the biggest rule was to try to make it feel like Buffy. I had to nail the Buffy speak. I had to nail the tone and the pacing of the show. I tried to structure each book as like a mini season. Uh, with monsters of the week and a big bad <laughs> and a lot of funny quips and um, acrobatic fight scenes. But other than that, it was an utter joy. I'm not going to lie. It was so fun. <laughs> so when, when you talk like that and you bring in other shows and things, I, I have to ask the question, are you going to be crossing this over into the digital medium in any way, shape or form? Is it your desire to turn this into uh, you know, something on Netflix or even Disney Plus? That, I mean, that is... I hope that it's like every Buffy fan's goal is to get more Buffy on our TVs, but uh, it's not up to me. Disney owns the Buffy property and they own all the rights to the book. So if you find me advocating really hard for an adaptation of this, it's through no like selfish motives. It's just because I also want more Buffy. The, the one thing I've always loved about your writing, and this is where I first got attracted to you, was during Five Dark Fates. It, it, you, what, how, it's, it's almost like the story tells itself. You're, you're the one that puts it inside the computer and goes from there, but, but it's knocking on your heart saying, hey, uh, Kendar, uh, we, we got to talk. We got to talk. <laughs> that's, that's the sign of a, a story that's ready in yes, my world. Yes. Um, it's where like I don't even feel like I'm writing it. I'm just kind of like, channeling it as it's happening from another universe which sounds so hippie but it's totally true 
What is it about fantasy novels that that really brings in every age group? I mean, I, I realize you know you know somebody's got to put a label on it. They're going to say, okay, this is for YA readers and things, but that's that's not true. There are big time adults reading your stories as well. That that is true, and I think uh, you know we have bookstores, right? And they have shelves, and they need shelving systems. They need to know where to put the book mm-hmm. so that people can find them easily. So I understand. We have to have these categories. But I I wish that readers wouldn't feel so hemmed in by it. I wish there were more adults who wouldn't feel like sheepish about browsing the YA section, because within the YA category, you'll find just about any book that your heart desires, and they're done extremely well. So, yeah, and with fantasy in particular, I do love the fact that it is so ageless. Yes. Anybody can read Tolkien. Anybody can read George R.R. Martin. It's, It's, you know... My favorite. Sunnydale is is a portal. When when you were when you decided in your moment that that Sunnydale was going to be that place, how do how do you design that that picture so that we see it as readers? Um. Well, you know, part of me was just hoping that <laughs> readers would also be watchers of the show, so they would have the Sunnydale aesthetic down yep. in their minds. Yep. Uh, that was a big perk to writing these books, is that I felt like I didn't have to lay out too much backstory, because readers would be coming in with basically at least a working knowledge of the Buffy universe, and all I had to do was get the characters' voices right, and because like they knew what Willow looked like, they knew what Spike sounded like, it would just it would be very easy for them to fall back into this universe that they knew and loved it's it's going to be really interesting that 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 i have your book before buffy and and then to go back into buffy what are you going to do when i write to you and say no no kendara that your no your book is it yeah i i'm glad i started with your book <laughs> well that that's like the dream right that's uh, the response you want from any reader that would be perfected as as you grow as that writer, what what's up next? Because I know that you know when a book is released now, you've been on this project for probably two and a half, maybe two three years, and then and then and then you've got to promote it. But the you're, you're, the writing doesn't stop. You continue writing. What's up next? Right. Yeah. It, it is. It's kind of a continual process. Mm-hmm. Um, they approached me with the Buffy project in the mm-hmm. spring of 2020. So since 2020, I've just been immersed in Buffy, but also doing my own stuff as well. So up next, we have one more Buffy book in this trilogy. It'll be out next January. And I also have a brand new, big, chonky fantasy in the same world, in the same universe as the Three Dark Crown series. Uh, And that's coming out in September. So I'm really excited about that, getting geared up to start talking about it. We're going to do cover reveals. We're going to, you know, actually tell people what it's called. (laughs) I've been teasing it for a few years, but it hasn't had a title yet. So very exciting. Don't you love the adventure of writing that that really something that starts in in a paragraph or a simple sentence becomes, you know, this this gigantic promotion project and, and reaching out to readers and things and you're changing people's lives around the world all because you took the time to write. It's it's scary. Yes. Uh, I'm at that point where with my fantasy that I've read it and my editors read it and we think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what everybody else is going to think about it. So I'm kind of like hugging it like, you know, like it's a brand new little egg and I'm <laughs> afraid it's going to go out there and get itself cracked. But at the same time, I'm very excited to see what it hatches into. So there's there's a lot of emotions 
at this point in the process. Being such a big Buffy fan, are you are, are we going to see you create a podcast or is it something that Disney would say, ah, 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 step back, we'll do the podcasting? I don't know if I have um, the radio gravitas <laughs> to create a podcast. I do kind of semi-frequently guest yeah. on a Buffy rewatch podcast called Prophecy Girls, and it is super fun. I just recently recorded an episode where we talk about um, season five episodes, Checkpoint. Wow. And, uh, but I, I don't think I'll be doing a podcast myself anytime soon. <laughs> where can listeners go to find out more about you and show you some of that good, fun love by, by purchasing the products? Uh, well, they can purchase the product at their favorite indie retailer nice. or at their favorite online retailer. Um, it's also in Barnes and Nobles across the country. So it's going to be easy for you to find. It's available in ebook and also in audio. Um, if you want to interact with me, which I would love because I love to talk about Buffy, I'm on Instagram <laughs> at Kendara Blake and I'm also on Twitter. You got to come back to the show again anytime, but don't make it four years. The next project, we, we got to talk about it again <laughs> and again and again. Thank you. That would be amazing. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? Yes, you too.